Have you ever wondered, what does it all mean, anyway? Does it actually come as any surprise to hear that whatever meaning we would give to all of it is whatever meaning all of it has for each one of us as individuals? Sorry if certain readers were looking for some alternate form of answer to this question. But then, what other answer would we want? Truly, and way down, deep within, to hear for ourselves anyway. If the reader has felt to struggle with this idea, or more specifically, if you have searched for meaning or purpose, yet, for whatever reason, perhaps, the search has been somewhat less than pleasant. This post very well could contain something special just for you. On the other hand, readers that feel already pretty clear about what it all means and are quite pleased with its present meaning for themselves, thank you very much, may not get many new insights here. However, readers are asked to merely be open-minded enough and only to the extent necessary that each can intimately explore and at least temporarily fully try on what is offered here. Not that the meaning of everything can be so plainly stated here either, can it now? Because in addition to the fact that the meaning of everything is just a little vast for a blog post, <laughs> isn't that just the only really tiny problem with the search for finding an absolute answer to the question? What does it all mean anyway? That defining the meaning of everything is a little bit hard. Coming from a perspective of a world where separate people appear to live separate lives, seemingly unconnected in every way, but mostly, and really, only, separated by beliefs and perspectives that conflict between them. That it is a fact that the meaning everything we experience as a person in a separate body is only in flux, depending on the perspective by whom it is witnessed, is great news for us. This is our easy and quick back door into the freedom from the search for meaning and into the peace of mind of our certain purpose. This world is not solid in absolute and meaningful foundation because it does not mean anything, absolutely. We can know it does not mean anything absolute because who can say definitively what it means for every so-called separate individual life said to ever experience it.
we might suggest to listeners and readers that things could be wound up simply by saying the real secret hidden meaning that has any truly meaningful meaning to us is love. Then this song has been heard and sung many times by some of us, and it is intended that specific readers will benefit from this. So though we may well all be singing that very same song in chorus, together, eventually, many readers will appreciate the next section to help gain even deeper clarity for themselves from within their own internal experiences. Okay. So I have made the world mean everything that it means to me. Now what? Listeners are asked to just let the following ideas effervesce in the back of their minds. Please take into account how the meanings we make about our world come in all shapes and sizes, from general meanings like the movement of the stars, to weather patterns, to the meaning our life has for us, or said slightly differently, whether we experience our life as having meaning, or if we consider our life as being meaningful. Be it in the depth of real connectedness we share in our relationships, to the level of contribution we feel our life brings to the world. In addition to things like why a certain someone recently looked at us with a crinkled nose and brow or used that certain tone with us, what that must have meant. For example, in the neighborhood of something a little more general, many listeners may relate to when at times we may have said, life sucks. Either aloud to ourselves, in conversation, and probably even many times when we would say we were only joking. This was the somewhat general, yet specific enough, meaning we had given our life, right? Then... Readers and listeners are invited to investigate within themselves personally the details of the following story for deeper consideration. A certain newspaper out on an investigation for their own discovery with the good intention to inform its readers of some of the many sad stories of shops going out of business in their community and some of the injustices surrounding them due to widespread national economic challenges. The newspaper had caught wind of a big scoop and quickly told their two best reporters in the business section to drop everything and to drive directly over to Burt's Fish and Tackle, where they saw, heard, 
and felt the sad and even tragic news for themselves. Since after some 30 years of serving the community, the last remaining store in a small local chain had announced it too would be closing forever. You may have already found a way to personally relate to such a newspaper and shop of a similar persuasion in your very own town. But when the newspaper arrived and had started to get into the heart of the interview with Old Bird himself, the investigation got cut short of running its full anticipated length. It seems that after Bert had spent years fostering, nurturing, and growing an interest in fishing in the area, even to the point that fishing had become quite a local sport, much due to his efforts. Something must have happened along the way, such that Bert's perspective was changed as it had become somewhat distorted, it seems, because people or customers that once seemed as eager, excited, young, uh, fisher, people in training, not even knowing where to begin, now he experienced, as he accounted, as vultures in waiting, hovering around the shop just waiting for him to mark everything down to ridiculous prices so they can just swoop in, eat me, and the last life out of my shop. Heck with them. I'm just not going to do it. He remarked as the newspaper reporters took in every gory detail they could glean. The interview was very shortly and politely concluded, briefly after Bert said, My only real regret is I didn't do this years ago. I've always liked working better with horses anyway. The reporters were shocked and mortified out of their sadness for old Bert. All the notes they gleaned of the once big scoop of a story to try to inform readers of what seemed like an easy enough of a foredrawn conclusion to make gave way to simple changes made through the introduction of new information. His old bird himself added to the accounting in this case through his own words. Now, through simple method of going back over their notes, however, by checking, editing, and correcting, the new information and accounting of Bert's story was easily compiled, properly arranged, integrated, and headlined, to meet the high network standards required by the editor in order for her to sign off on the copy and approve it for print. The new perspective on the story was approved and committed to run and did run in their Sunday's full edition by the end of the week. While you let some of these thoughts percolate in the back of your mind, let your attention come back now so you can still hear me share this next short example about how sometimes it's just the little things that can stack up when it comes to what we think things mean in our life. Please take into account the following ideas, as certain pieces may more easily begin to come together as we move forward in our thinking on this. 
The meaning we give any event or condition in our life is an early stage of decision about how we will choose in the future. Meanings establish our expectations by determining how we think the world should be or is. Our meanings define the world we see. Consider, for example, my tire is flat. That means I'm going to be late for work, which means I could lose my job, which means I'm screwed if I can't get this thing changed quick enough. Why? Certainly some listeners and readers have probably already found a way to relate this to themselves very personally. Others, maybe not so much. But each reader will have very little difficulty in relating and confirming how easily meanings made just like this can start stacking up to shape and determine our present view and the options we think we have in our world. Notice how meanings rely on each other, as in the case just described. The first meaning, my tire is flat, sounds like an observation alone, and maybe it even is. But it is what we think it will eventually mean that begins to stack up. It's during times like now, when maybe we're able to step back from it all a tiny bit in our minds and give things a little distance in our awareness, such that it becomes clear just how quickly things can actually sometimes start stacking up when we apply meaning to situations that are driven by the past, but also how much more manageable challenges like this can suddenly appear when we do actually take a step back from everything and see certain things shrunk down to size, even into manageable chunks of doable effort, just by releasing our meanings. Because at the end of the day, who knows the meaning of a flat tire? Really, it could mean many things. Or it could mean the tire needs air or replacing. Or it could mean the tire just needs a little of love. <laughs> Try to keep it light here, folks. Be willing to learn what you would rather have this situation mean to you by putting off making the decision on any meaning right now. Now, this could sound oversimplified. However, we have a tire to fix, and the more complicated the situation, for example, if we don't even know where the money to fix the tire is going to come from right now, the more presently attentive to our situation, and thus the more resourceful we will want to be, no? Investigate and correlate for useful hidden insight for yourself. The story of a young piano student who had certain meanings associated with cats, such that she had actual phobic responses to cats, 
so severe that any cat in the same room would send her flying atop the nearest thing she could find to climb. Actually climbing on top of furniture as if to flee a mouse. Screaming and crying in such severe internal trauma and personal terror. Piano lessons, which she dearly loved the possibility of for herself, were out of the question unless the cat was safely locked away in another room. Now, she had such a phenomenal ability to learn that she was sure to make a fantastic piano student and performer eventually. Because she was able to access this extreme response to cats that was actually extremely effective from a single event that had happened years earlier, when she was much younger. Then, through a series of further unfortunate misunderstandings, the pattern was reinforced. The misunderstandings occurred in some on her part regarding the intentions of certain cats, and most certainly on the part of the cats involved since it is easy to see as to how one can imagine what a shock it must have been for some of the unsuspecting kitties as well. Her ability to flee the scene in a way that was sure to fend off even the remote possibility of any encroaching kitty attacks had become well honed and perfected by the time she had even started noticing her first feelings of curiosity to learn piano. Though the teacher and parents were both excited by the possible notion that the young girl might be relieved suddenly, as if by magic, of her former and past associations to certain other experiences involving cats, they had little choice, however, but to try patience and understanding. To the extent they could both reach an internal respect for the young girl's present dilemma. Because it became perfectly clear any attempt to force the issue was only going to prevent the phenomenon of learning piano from ever happening. And this was simply unacceptable to all parties involved. Even and perhaps especially to the cat in mention. Each week before their arrival, the piano teacher would ceremoniously close up the kitty in another room. But those who have or who have had cats know that cats seem to be pretty keen to knowing when they're being excluded from something, especially when such limits are not considered customary routine. And such kitties can become quite determined in their curiosity to find a way out of their mm, dilemma of exclusion. Because despite the cat's earnest plea of scratching on the door, separating the two adjacent rooms, not much seemed to change, except that the girl herself had also started to have her own deep inner stirrings of her own certain curiosity, as it was becoming more and more common that she might ask questions about the cat. 
what kind of food he liked. Was he a playful cat? How did the piano teacher and the cat meet? And why are cats' claws so sharp? See, she had only just started to begin to consider some of the former meanings she had made that no longer served her in a way that was truly delightful to her. And over time, as she continued to gather more sides to the story by asking her piano teacher and others about cats and why cats do certain things or behave in certain ways sometimes. And at the same time, she was also gently questioning her own self about what she thought she knew about certain cats, and even in cats in general. Because somewhere deep inside, there must have been a stirring of recognition that her former meanings were performed to protect and serve her. But at what cost? And to protect what? All this fueled simply through her sincere curiosity to experience a more, well, fluffy and positive side of cats, which she most definitely had heard was possible. To the point that within a very short order, she had come to apply the new understandings and perspectives she had gleaned in a very powerful way. Because See, she was able to test within herself what exactly was needed for her to feel safe in order to stretch out some, be willing to try on new things from a new way of looking at things, just to satisfy her own seriously growing curiosities because the day came soon enough when she actually asked the piano teacher, would it be okay if the kitty could sit in the same room with us inside its cat carrier during my piano lesson today? <laughs> well, it is likely to take little imagination at this point for many certain listeners and readers to see where the trend was heading for the young girl to experience a real breakthrough in her relationships with one certain cat in particular and cats in general. It's true. Listeners and readers can be assured she was not disappointed to eventually do just that. Find an easier and far more enjoyable way to relate to cats. Keep in mind, whether we release our convictions about what we think things mean suddenly, as if by magic, or over time, more gradually and progressively, with the growing accumulation of added new perspectives, only our determination to keep any past belief can hinder our progress. Yet, what else is needed as to when a person is ready, willing, and surely capable of seeing things from a new perspective in the present moment? except our very own simple, earnest, yet maybe even sometimes deep down hidden desires to be open to new ways of seeing things. 
or said slightly differently. Only resistance to curiosity can keep a cat from fully living in the face of even death. You dig in the remix we're spinning? Notice that meanings that often lead to undesirable results were very possibly derived and used to protect us from something. What meanings often protect us from is what was often something that was once seen as a threat. But for whatever mysterious reason, be it through forgiveness, newfound understandings, or even simple curiosity, we are able to reach a new point of view in our evaluations of the world, such that change becomes possible. Because as you notice what it's like just to compare certain opinions or meanings, you might find yourself already gaining new hidden insights into what formerly prevented you from suddenly seeing things very differently. Enjoy a moment of internal reflection as I share with you the brief tale about a woman who once thought she had done everything she could do. She had tried everything she could think of and more. She, however, could not understand how things could have gone so terribly wrong. Except now, she's just glad she could have been so mistaken about everything. It wasn't much more than a decade prior that the prison doors had been locked again on her son. And when interviewed about if she was worried about his forthcoming release back into the community and whether she thought he might just end up back there again, she replied with a slight chuckle, (laughs) Ma'am, this must be your first day on the job. Or you have never interviewed a mother who has spent most of her life growing accustomed to the routine of either having her son in prison or in the news or on the run. She continued, Of course I worry. Mothers do that. But when you are at the stage we are at, after all that we have been through together and apart through all his years in prison, we find the best thing we can do with whatever time we have remaining together is to try and take things one day at a time. Ma'am, honestly, many times it gets down to the moment with us. The reporter, sensing her opportunity to dig a little deeper into the hidden story, asked, Do you mind giving us a specific example? Well, He's been angry at his father since he left us when my son was just a boy. But the conditions surrounding the event combined with some unfortunate decisions on my part built the events that led up to and contributed greatly to my son's own poor choices at certain key moments in life. She continued, It took 
a certain amount of time for me to do my own internal investigation on this. She said, in order to track backwards through my life as a mother, I always knew I did the best I could in the moment. But as it turned out, the best I could do in the moment was determined by what I thought was true and or possible in that moment. She said, I struggled with this for some time, knowing I must have made mistakes and thinking that acknowledging these mistakes meant I was a failure as a mom. See, I myself was angry at his father. She continued, I also felt that he was the cause for many things that took place in our lives. So I often blamed him for the troubles my boy was getting into. Even though, and even because, he was simply nowhere to be found. And as I started to work through these things internally, and with much help, of course, my son started to change also. Our interactions changed. found myself hearing him out more over defending my actions or words. And as it turned out, this made a huge difference to him. She said, do you see what I mean when I say it's down to the moment? I mean getting down to the brass tacks of what sets his anger off has required both of us to learn to be better listeners, which only happens in the moment, it seems. He has changed considerably in his ability to manage and let go of his anger. And to be honest, I have never felt more prepared for him to come home. I think my largest prayer is that people around him will also see in him the same changes that I see and will give him another chance. With that, the reporter was satisfied. She had gotten down to the brass tacks of the story. She was still curious what might come of the man being released, but she was certain that the man's mother was going to be there for him. She mentioned that this brought her a bit of comfort that day, and the footage was edited, compiled, and integrated into the documentary. The contrast between the meanings that we ascribe to the world, be they a blessing or a curse upon the world, and ourselves, can reveal to us through their effects which we prefer. Because what allows the undesirable meanings or opinions that we may presently hold over our world to persist in awareness, but our own insistence that a new view is impossible? Have you ever sometimes even found yourself pleasantly surprised to find good cause and reason to see things differently? What would it be like to 
suddenly feel entirely refreshed in perspective about certain opinions or meanings that may have not fully and completely served you in the past. Readers are invited to explore within themselves to confirm for themselves the following idea. Meanings we hold about the world are meanings that we have concluded for ourselves, even if we formed those past meanings through our associations with others. More important to us because of its usefulness to us is the hidden insight that we could not have come to the present meaning we have given anything in the world or any event as we see it without first making a decision. The decisions we make about the world we see make up all the meanings that it has for us. When we make the simple choice to not know what something means, this indicates that we have put off making a decision about it. Let your mind wander briefly to recall a few of the many things you may have put off in life or procrastinated in making a decision about. And stop and just notice how useful it may have been to have put off even permanently some of our past decisions about what we've said certain events meant to us at specific times in the past. Notice how simple it is to instantly integrate, transfer, and apply your already existing skill to be a procrastinator. <laughs> that is, if you're like some of us who can at least claim to have prior experience in such things. Enjoy what it's like to procrastinate on knowing what things fully mean. How easy is it, with this thought in mind, to see ourselves, sometime in the near future even, just as easily as now, with our so-called newfound ability to delay making any decisions that we know the reasons things have happened the way they have. By freeing ourselves of making meanings that injure ourselves and others, the world we see is also freed from those very same judgments or meanings we've made against it. Readers are invited to pick a time to delve even deeper into this thought on our own later, of course. But it will not even be necessary by now to consider this thought very deeply for some readers and listeners in order for them to have enough of an internally confirming and reassuring experience already that allows us to move forward with these ideas. What happens then? 
Let the benefits show themselves to you in their own way and time through your own recognition and confirmation of your own shining and growing gratitude. Some readers may have recalled a few moments ago certain past meanings that once may have seemed important but later only have proven to be costly to maintain. Some key readers may even now be recognizing certain past meanings as something one might even be grateful to be rid of once and for all time. Other memories have served to inform certain readers as if to get useful messages from the past with helpful insights and understandings known only to them. Some readers may need little convincing in themselves to already see that gentle, persistent diligence to relax our minds from knowing what everything means already will free us from meanings about the world that do not bring us comfort. Other readers may still want to take time later to plunge into the ideas and thoughts expressed. But each reader will need little time or help understanding freedom from such things for themselves. Once freedom from certain past meanings or opinions is experienced personally, whenever or however it happens. Since this post or even something wild like an osmosis imprint of the ideas could not replace this very personal and sometimes deeply significant turning point that can take place inside a person. Consider the woman who was asked by a local news crew, it's been 14 years since the man being put to death today murdered your baby girl. This must certainly be a relief to you. Would you please tell us what your feelings are, what is going on through your mind right now? You may find it surprising to hear, she said, that I am saddened by the news. Yes, please say more about that responded the reporter. I don't know what terribly wrong thing happened in that man's life that he would kill my daughter as he did. The whole thing is a tragedy. I was angry, of course, for many years. And then one day, I woke up one morning and realize that I either move on or I myself was going to die. My health had started to decline. It was truly the darkest part of my life. I found I had no other choice but to seek a way to find forgiveness for this man. It was either that or die. So I chose to live instead. 
I had to give it to God, as they say, I guess. The local news crew must have been pleased because they thanked the woman for her time and returned the live news feed back to the station. However, I have to imagine that the woman's response must have come as a tiny bit of surprise to the reporter. Because who could blame a person who has experienced something like this for having very long-standing anger? Yet, at the same time and in the same way, who could really blame this woman or even a person in a similar situation for wanting to find alternatives to anger either? Now, many may have already tested, confirmed, and certified within themselves that seeing a meaningful world is not our problem. But grasping onto meanings we invent through fear, bitterness, or spite will see our plates full of problems. The meanings we make about the world determine every decision we make, and the decisions we make determine our outcomes. This is obvious to us. What is perhaps a little less obvious at times is that we are making our meanings in every single moment of every single day. Find internal rest from meanings that haunt you by simply and as sincerely as you can in the moment, thinking, I really don't know what that means exactly. I think I would wait before I decide anything further. One thing I am certain of, I would like to feel differently about this. I would like to have a different meaning. And if there were a fresh perspective that could dawn in my awareness, I would rather be mistaken about the present meanings I hold. Therefore, I am open to discover a new meaning that serves me and the situation in a beautiful and healing way. Learn not to be stingy with your ability to not know what something means and generous with your ability to trust that we honestly do not know anyway. Sure, we might discover we have less to say in certain situations at certain times, but give this gift away freely and just watch for yourself what happens. Taking small, consistent steps every day will ensure a gentle process that will unfold as if by magic. But you will know and also be grateful that it is not yet another form of hocus-pocus. Everything that is truly meaningful is exactly as it always 
has been in you. Your certain purpose needs no magic to shine, but what beautiful changes can I see and can we fully expect to experience way down deep within? When the question, what does it all mean, is given answer to from the clean and empty slate of the present moment over and before the meanings we have formed about the past. Thank you for visiting whereiswithin.com. We hope you have found as much enjoyment from the experience as we do in providing it for people and their enjoyment.